0: Route Talk, a podcast with inspiring and diverse conversations about walking in your purpose and maximizing your God-given potential and gifts. Each week, we'll provide spiritual nourishment that will motivate you to rise up and use your empowered mindset to live a purpose and impact-driven life. Now here's your host, Glenda Rosa. Hello everyone, and thank you for tuning in on episode number six of my podcast, Sprout Talk. I'm excited that today we will be discussing and concluding our growth series discussion with stage number four, Flourish. I pray that these discussions are being helpful to you and that you're putting them into practice. But first, I want to ask you, how are you? How's everything going during this time? I know that we're experiencing different changes in our society, and those changes are affecting our families, our workplaces, our communities, even our places of worship. And I know that even for us, for our family, we've had to adjust, adjust our time, adjust our mindsets to everything that is going on. And for me, I consider myself an extrovert, but I'm also a homebody because I love being home, I love my family, I love my dogs, I just love my space. And in the beginning of things unfolding, of course, we knew, right, that there were limitations to where we could go, what time we can go. And to be honest, I was loving it. I was loving it. I was loving being home. But around the third month of this thing lingering, I kept thinking, okay, look, I want to go places. I want to see people. I want to reach out even to those people that invited me places. And for whatever reason, I turned them down. I want to see them now of course during this time we can still go to certain places but there's still limitations and there are two things that COVID has taught me or that I feel that God is using through COVID and number one that is that I need to reach out and I need to connect more I need to reach out and see how people are doing and number two That I need to appreciate my spaces, the places that I go, even the people that serve us, right? That serve us in restaurants, at the gas station, in the hospitals, people that sometimes pass by and they go unnoticed. It has taught me to put down my phone, to pay attention and to be present. And usually when my husband is driving, which is 99% of the time, I'm on my phone. Don't judge me. I'm on my phone. But now, I try to put down my phone more often and even enjoy the view. And that's why I ask you today, how are you? And I pray that that if you've been affected mentally, emotionally, or even spiritually, that you reach out, that you connect with others, so that you feel that, like you're not doing this by yourself. Okay? I want to make sure that you are okay. Okay, let's move on. So I know that you're probably thinking, okay, because the name of this podcast is Sprout Talk, we're going to be talking about flourishing and comparing it to plants. Well, you're right, (laughs) but not right now. I want to ask you, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the word flourish? Are you thinking flowers? Are you thinking plants? Because to be honest, that's not the first thing that comes to mind when I think of this word. The first thing that comes to mind is the shirts, the mugs, the pens, the notebooks, all the items that I have that have the word flourish on them. I have frames, I have wall art, I have candles, I even have a blanket. They all have the word flourish on them. And if you think about it, this has become this cute word, right, in our society. And is usually portrayed with pastel colors, with flowers. And we see it so often that it kind of loses its meaning. And that is why today I want to dig in further into what this word means for our lives. I looked at the definition of flourish or flourishing, and it says that it is to develop rapidly and successfully. Today, I want to compare the cultural view versus the biblical view of this word. The cultural view of the word flourishing is more self focused, it's inwardly fixated, and it's all about us. Flourishing is more popular today because it has become a comfortable word. It fits into the culture that we live in. And it's in that same culture. The concept of flourishing is not concerned with looking to God for direction. It's concerned with looking deep within. And it's one of those things where it tells you to create a path of self-discovery and self-realization. And at times that's not bad. But when you think about it, if you're removing God from being the center of that, that's when it becomes dangerous. This cultural view is not concerned with cultivating fruits with the primary purpose to glorify God and to be a blessing to those around you. No, it's focused on the me first concept. It's concerned with identifying what gives me a sense of fulfillment, a sense of self-love, and that is not what we're going to be focusing on today. I want us to look into the biblical view of this word. In the Old Testament, the concept of flourishing was used more in a botanical metaphor. It was encouraged that the people of Israel to live under God's rule, and that would result in them sprouting and experiencing fresh, abundant lives, right? And and it started back in the beginning. Genesis 9-7, when God speaks to Noah after the flood, he says, But as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Flourish in the land and multiply in it. And I want you to focus also on that phrase, be fruitful, because that is the same word that God gave Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden. So please make a mental note because you will see how this is connected. God's intention for his people is to flourish in his presence, while they are walking in their calling. He created the first man and woman to live in a place of beauty and abundance in him. But even after their fall into sin, God offered His people time again and again a road back to flourishing. Psalms 92 12-14 says, The righteous flourish like the palm tree, and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of God, and they will flourish in the courts of our God, and in their old age they will still produce fruit now that's a word for someone for someone that is saying because of your age because your season has passed you can't do anything else no God is saying that you can still produce fruit Solomon's prayer for the flourishing of God's people reflected the heart of God Psalm 72 7 says may the righteous flourish and prosperity abound till the moon is no more that is that was God's intention for them and then we move forward Proverbs 11 speaks of the righteous flourishing like a green leaf and then furthermore Proverbs 14 it affirms that the tent of the upright will flourish so we see that in the beginning, God was speaking to the people of Israel with the intention that he wanted them to flourish in his presence. But when we turn into the New Testament, we discovered that the English concept for the word flourish appears as the word fruitful. And this is where we dig in into our growth process. We discuss that the first stage was being planted which is answering the call of God and saying yes to submitting to His process. Then we moved on to Rooted, which it was accepting the process of isolation and transformation with the purpose of preparation. Then we moved on to stage number three, which it was Sprout. And that meant that you will be taking small steps to emerge, to push, and to break through the obstacles that were keeping you back from walking into God's purpose. So now that you've sprouted, now that you've taken that first step, God's intention is for you to flourish in each of the steps that you take in your ministry. He wants you to bear fruit and to be an agent of change in every space you occupy. Flourishing can be biological, and that will describe the reproduction of plants and animals. But it can also be spiritual, and it can describe the sowing of spiritual seeds and harvesting the spiritual fruits. Fruitfulness, that is what God is intending for us. Both the Old and New Testament describe fruitfulness as a desirable trait indicative of growth and vitality. Bearing fruit is discussed within the Gospels. You can find it in different parables that Jesus spoke, like the parable of the fig tree in Luke 13 or the parable of the sower in Mark 4. But I love when John 15, God says, I am the vine. And whoever abides in me bears much fruit. In your growth process you've been abiding in God so now it's time to flourish and to bear fruit. So after all this we understand that the concept of flourishing is biblical Biblical flourishing, if we, if we were to give it a definition, is to thrive, to increase, to grow in grace, and to grow in good works. It's to spread out, is to enlarge. So I've kind of come up with my own definition. My own definition of flourishing is to produce more of what you have inside, is to spread the seeds and to be fruitful. Matthew 28, 19 says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Because Matthew ten eight says, give as freely as you have received. So you have received grace. You want to give grace. You have received salvation. Then go and make disciples. Go and preach the gospel. Flourishing multiplies and it adds to what's already there. It produces more of that something. It produces more of what your intake is. So, if your intake is God, it will produce more God. If your intake is love and forgiveness, it will produce love and forgiveness. So, let's be productive in what God is doing in our lives. Let's be productive in God's work. Flourishing is God's ongoing mission for the world. And it is outward focus, not inward focus, like it was a cultural view. Spreading God's message with our words and our actions is what flourishing is. And understand that when we flourish, when we help others, we also flourish ourselves. Jeremiah 29 7 says, Seek the welfare and prosperity of the city to which I have sent you. Pray to the Lord on their behalf, for if they prosper, you too will prosper. Flourishing is not about a role and it is not about a title. Flourishing is about being available. Being available every moment and every place. It's about being fruitful. And fruitful then becomes the overflow of your relationship and closeness to Jesus. So, I don't want you to focus so much on the word calling. I want you to focus on the word position. Why? Because I want you to position yourself to be available where He leads, when He leads, how He leads, and who He leads you to. The posture of your heart will reveal the fruit that you're going to produce. Because flourishing is an act of faithfulness to God. And it is a product of your obedience to God. We must understand the responsibility that we have to God for what we do, what we say, and how we behave. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verse 1 through 20, Jesus describes the sowing of the word and the harvest that it could produce in the life of the one that's being obedient. Flourishing and fruitfulness, they're both biblical concepts that are intended to recall fresh and abundant personal growth within the life of someone who has a relationship with God and that someone walks in obedience. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me, but I have chosen you, that you might go and bear fruit and that your fruit my remain. Listen, God chose you. God chose you for this time, for this city, for your family, for you to flourish. What an honor. But one thing that I must tell you is that flourishing in order to bear fruit requires routine maintenance. And and part of that maintenance is that pruning has to take place. And when we prune, we continue to evaluate and identify those things that are helping us grow, but also those things that are helping us die. And this is an honest conversation that we have to have with ourselves. Because pruning is not easy. Pruning is difficult. And I wanna share with you something that I've been reading in regards to pruning. It says that if you notice that there are plants that have dry yellow leaves, it's worth pruning them away. And the reason for that is because this saves the plant from putting energy into trying to fix those yellow leaves. So I want to ask you, what are you trying to fix today that you should have pruned long time ago? Because I don't want you to waste your time. I don't want you to waste your energy on fixing something or someone that needs to be pruned or removed from your life. I know, I know it's difficult. The second thing that I read was that pruning houseplants can also encourage branching and it also encourages new growth. So that tells me that removing unnecessary things from your life will create the space for the necessary things in your life. So I ask you again, what are some things that are taking space in your life that are not allowing you to branch out? The third thing that I learned was that each plant has a unique growth pattern and that growth pattern will affect the way that it is pruned. Isn't that amazing? So when we're flourishing, right, we have this thing. We have this tendency to look at other people that are flourishing. And we forget that we all have a unique growth pattern. So let's not be quick to judge others and to tell others the things that they need to prune in their lives or the things that they need to remove from their lives, because we might not know what God is doing and how God is working in their lives. Another thing that is part of the required maintenance is that you can't focus so much about being fruitful that you neglect the roots, that you neglect the deepening and the strengthening of your roots, because it is all connected. And if you try to be fruitful and produce, whether it's your plans your ideas your dreams without staying connected or grounded to the source which in our case is god let's be honest you will begin to try to do things on your own and they will work for a little bit but eventually they will die another thing that you have to recognize that is part of your required maintenance is that you have to balance your intake and your outtake. And you might ask, what does that mean? It might mean that you protect what your ears hear and what your eyes see. That's your intake. Because you don't have to be in every conversation. And at the same time, you have to be mindful of what your what your mouth speaks. That's your outtake. Because not everything that you see, you have to speak. Can I get an Amen? One thing that I also want to share is that productive flourishing is a direct effect of strong roots and a constant healthy soil. That is why required maintenance is important. Staying connected to God will guarantee you a strong foundation that will not crumble when the trials and the storms reach you. They're going to help you withstand the impact of the outside elements. And you're going to say, well, what are those outside elements? When you look at a plant that is flourishing, that plant is exposed to rain, exposed to fire, heat, is exposed to wind. That is the same thing with us. You ever heard the expression, or have you said this, when it rains, it pours? Listen, you might be facing storms that are trying to shake your foundation. And it's one storm after the other, after the other, after the other. But 2 Timothy 2.19 says, Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands. Having this seal, the Lord knows those who are His. God knows those who are His. So the storm, the rain that you might be facing does not change that you belong to God. In addition to that, the wind, the wind that you might be facing. When Jesus was on the boat with his disciples, there was a big storm that came, right? And the disciples were scared. So they went to wake up Jesus. And in Mark 4 39 says, when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind And he said to the waves, silence, be still. And then suddenly the wind stopped and there was great calm. I want you to understand that in the ocean, the wind is what creates the waves. So you might need to take a stand and you might need to rebuke the wind. That's creating waves of confusion, of fear, of comparison, of anxiety in your life. Because these are the same waves that are trying to drown your marriage, drown your children, drown your finances. And we have to use the authority that God has given us to rebuke every wind that is rising against us, trying to destroy us. And the third element is fire. Isaiah 43 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you and the rivers will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched and the flame will not burn you. Listen, that is God's promise for you. The flame will not burn you. And I want to share with you something that I recently read when I was learning about the brush fires that are happening on the West Coast. And there was something in there that I found fascinating. And I want to share that with you. In this article, it stated that many plants from fire-prone ecosystems have strategies to survive and even thrive with fire. Some plants re-sprout after the fire and they burst from their blackened stems. So that tells me that there are gonna be seeds that will sprout from your dark areas, from your burnt out areas, from your scars, from your scars, something will be born. It is not wasted. Another thing that I read in this article, it said that fire can also trigger seed germination of hundreds of species because some seeds respond to fire cues like heat and smoke. Isn't that amazing? In the woods, there are seeds that are waiting stored in the plants, and there are hard capsules that are shielding these seeds. They're shielding it from the fire, but when the heat gets closed, that opens the capsules releasing the seeds into the soil. So today I want to tell you that there are hidden seeds that have been stored in you waiting only to be be released when you are exposed to the fire. Now the fire might think that is killing you, that is destroying you, but it's actually setting you up to release what's inside of you. There's a difference between drought and brush fire. And this is something that I was, that I was reading. A drought is more dangerous than the fire because the drought will kill the root while the fire kills the outside. So I wanna tell you today, as long as your roots are not touched, you're going to be okay. God will return to you what the fire killed and what the enemy stole as long as your roots are grounded in Him. So I hope that this changes your perspective about the rain, the fire, and the wind that you are experiencing in your stage of flourishing. Because it all has its purpose. I want to share with you a few things that I've learned in my own season of flourishing. I've learned that flourishing is not about me. I am not the center of attention. And as pretty and as successful as my assignment might look, it's all about God and the people that are being impacted and transformed. I've also learned that what is beneath the surface is more important than what people see. Because we can be quick, right, to show that we're flourishing on the outside, that everything is well, but sometimes our roots are rotting on the inside. So I don't want you to focus so much on showing the flowers, because without flowers, you can still grow, but without roots, you're dying. It's possible to have seasons with no fruit, but it's impossible to go without roots. It's better to be planted and established in God than to be in full bloom, but attached to nothing. What are you attached to? And the last thing that I've learned and I continue to learn is that I need to move away from the mindset of fake it till you make it. No, I don't want to live a life surviving I want to live thriving in Him. I want to live flourishing and bearing fruit in God. I want to stay grounded in His Word and to remain constant in His presence. But for me, that also means understanding that preparation, discipline, intentionality are the necessary fertilizers in my growth process. And I need that to be available and to be alive available to God. So let's be available. Let's do God's will. Always remembering Luke chapter 12 verse 43 that says, is that servant whom the master finds doing his job when he comes. Blessings. See you next time. this week make sure to visit our website sprouttalk.podbean.com where you can subscribe so you'll never miss a show while you're at it if you were blessed and found value in this podcast we'd appreciate your rating or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show that will help us out too see you next time